It is that time of the night, five minutes after 7 o'clock here, and we are ready to go with another edition of the Employment Hour, the Wednesday night edition. Skulls here and alongside David Vaughn is taking things tonight, answering your questions. If you have questions about uh, your job, your employment, your boss, you know, severance, what you're owed, if you're owed anything. Did you get any when you lost your job? Maybe you're calling for a friend or a uh, family member. Do so. Uh, take the first step and get a hold of us here tonight and outside of show hours, of course, one 821 5900 Reach out, help at employmenthour.com. But for the purpose of almost the next hour, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or if you prefer, it is one talk That would be toll-free. Dave, big fella, what is going on with you? What's happening with the week that was? Yeah, the uh, first situation I want to talk about is uh, something that we deal with quite a bit. And this was a short service employee. He had about a year and a half of service, 62, and uh, employed as an engineer. And he was let go uh, just because of restructuring and uh, paid only two weeks of uh, termination pay, which is his minimum uh, entitlements under the Employment Standards Act. And, uh, you know, the employer told him that's all you're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at first, he, you know, he, ta- he talked to people. He said, you know, it's, it's more than one week per year service, so uh, it's not bad. He, someone eventually told him to give us a call. Um, I spoke with him, and, uh, you know, we, we talked about his potential entitlements and, and basically, uh, you know, got rid of that myth that it's, uh, you know, a week or two weeks per year of service. Um, and, uh, and short service employees aren't entitled to, uh, you know, generous severance packages. In fact, short service employees seem to get larger severance packages in terms of the months per year of service. Right. Um, the, the, they're overrepresented in that regard. And uh, in this case, we were able to get this gentleman a four-month severance package. And uh, which made a huge difference because, um, you know, two weeks to find a new job is difficult. It's going to be very tough, especially at his age of 62. Uh, with that said, I mean, he did get another, he did find this job at the age of 60. So, um, you know, he had had some recent experience. So it's not like he was going to be out of work for a long time. But right. uh, four months was a, was a reasonable severance package for this, uh, for this gentleman. That's what it, we were able to get. And it was actually... Um, you know, very very quickly we did a uh, just a negotiation, and uh, it took a couple of weeks, and we we got him that severance package, and he was able to move forward and uh, start uh, focusing on his job search. It's good stuff. Again, the phone line's wide open for you already, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. If you've not tried it yet, you want to know what your severance should be, you can uh, you can call and ask Dave here tonight. You can go online as well to severancepaycalculator.com. What else you got going on, pal? Yeah, a, uh, another uh, situation I wanted to speak about was a uh, an employee with eight years of service and he had a completely clean record. He's a project manager. And uh, in the last couple months of employment, uh, this this one project he was working on, it just started going terribly wrong. And, uh, you know, he admitted he was, you know, part of the reason for that. I mean, just to either, either he made some mistakes, but, you know, a, a lot of other people did too, both below him and above him. It was basically just a mess, the entire project. Well, you know, it eventually uh, became too much, and they terminated his employment in alleged cause, and they said it was because of these issues. Now, a case like this with, you know, a clean record and over eight years of service, um, and this wasn't, you know, intentional misconduct. This was just he was doing his job, and things didn't go as well as they should have or or could have, and it did cause, you know, issues with the the customer. But this was not intentional. Again, a clean record. There was no way the employer was going to be able to establish cause here. 
Um, but the employer thought they were. I mean, to them, they said, you know, we we uh, we made these, you know, you made these mistakes. You cost us this, uh, you know, the, these um, you know issues with our, our client. So sure. we do have cause, and we there's a reason we're firing you. It's because of your uh, you know the mistakes you made. But um, there's no way that's going to be cause uh, for, for termination, nor. Um, you know, willful misconduct or willful neglect of duty, which is required to deprive some of their ESA entitlements. So right. um, we were able to, you know, eventually uh, convince the employer that they should uh, give this uh, person a, a full severance package based on their, um, you know, common law severance entitlements, which was right around eight months. This isn't an uncommon thing, right, where uh, employers, you know, for lack of a better term, pull the trigger too early on on an employee thinking, yeah, we got cause, out you go, right? Yeah, I mean, the, one of the ones we see, the, you know, happen way too often is, yeah, pulling the tr- uh, trigger too early. This is another common one where, you know, there's a clean record and it's unintentional. It's just, it's it's performance-based or, um, and, and it's not the person's fault. And, you know, everyone makes mistakes. Everyone, uh, you know, goes through times when maybe their performance isn't as good as other times. That is not, uh, the law does not allow employers to just get rid of someone and not pay them severance pay. Now, if you're an employer, you're, you have every right to let this person go. Right. You do not have to keep them working there, but you have to. There's a cost that comes with that, and that's a severance yep. package. Um, the other one we see quite a bit um, in cause cases, or, or I see quite a bit, is, uh, and it's also related to the performance, is sales performance. So, you know, the company tells the person, you know, your sales have dropped, your sales aren't good enough. And, uh, you know, even with warnings, um, that's not usually going to be good enough to establish cause because a lot of the time sales numbers are not necessarily, you know, reflective of someone's work. It could be completely out of their control. Um, it could have to do with the economy, with the you know the product they're selling, um, with, with the customer base. There's a lot of different things that can impact or, or lower someone's um, sales. So uh, poor sales inle- are rarely going to be you know enough to establish cause, unless it's because the person's not you know making their you know doing their job, so not showing up to work or not if they have to go out and uh, and sell and, and and you know visit customers and not doing that. But unless it's you know pretty you know brazen and pr- pretty um, you know intentional, poor performance is usually not going to be cause for termination. You find that sometimes too in the sales uh, position where they've they've increased the targets and someone you know they've given them a few weeks not to meet their targets. They haven't been given any other help other than you got to meet these targets and then they get let go too, right? Yeah, absolutely. That, that's a big one we see, and uh, a lot of the time the issue there is, um, you know, let's say the the calendar, you know, the year ends. It's December. They have the review in January. And they say, you know, your year wasn't good. Um, you know, by March we need you to uh, get up to these targets. And the, you know, the person sitting there, it's like it's going to take me six months to even, you know, to make a dent in this. Right. Um, so that, that's a huge issue in terms of the timing, the, the time you give someone to improve their performance, especially if it's you know something where it is going to take time to you know increase sales or, you know, make, uh, you know, contacts with customers or bring in new customers. Um, you need people to, to give people enough time. And, um, you know, in, in those types of cases, I, I often see where they, they think they're doing the right thing, the employer, because they give the progressive discipline. They say, you know, this isn't good enough. You need to improve your sales. But they don't offer anything by way of, you know, assistance. And, ha- and ha- how are they g- you going to help them do that? Right. Um, and without that, you know, sales performance, poor sales are not going to be able to, you know, establish cause. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, or one 225 talk to call through. That number is toll-free for the remainder of this show. Please call in. It's our Wednesday night show. We also do this Monday nights, the weekend shows, and Employment Hour and 30 on Global TV and CTV uh, as well. Plenty of time for you to call in, so so bring them on. Termination of employment. I want to talk about this topic for the next little while where we're, uh, we're chugging along here. Is it more difficult to terminate for cause an employee who has worked their company, say, for a long time? Time eight, nine, ten, twenty-five years. Say, 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in in most cases uh, of co- in most cause cases, the length of service, uh, especially if it's you know service without you know, with a clean record or without any discipline, right. um, is going to be a huge factor uh, in terms of whether something is cause or not uh, at common law. So someone with one year of service that does something, um, it, it could be cause. Whereas if you have twenty five years of service, it's much less likely to be cause, and it could be the same thing. Uh, as strange it- as that sounds. It, it, well, it does make sense. Is that is that the reason for that is because if they get let go for cause, the 25-year guy, if they don't let them go for cause and they just get rid of them with severance, they know they're going to have to pay a lot of severance, so they try the cause angle. Does that happen? Yeah, I mean, you, you probably do see that. I mean, I don't think most uh, sophisticated companies do that. And, you know, in most <laughs> cases, you, you see people, you know, people with long service, um, let's say there are issues in terms of performance or, or something's going on there. I find, you know, most companies are pretty good at if it's a long service employee, um, you know, offering something, even though they may say, you know, we, we think we have caused, however, here's our offer. Um, but no, yeah. I, I've definitely seen it where people with 25, 30 years of service are terminated for cause after you know one one thing that happened, and uh, you know that's that's just not going to work. Um, the other one you see sometimes is they terminate for cause because of something that just recently happened, and in their letter they re- they rely on other things that happened eight, ten years ago. Really? But, yeah. So I mean, you're not going to be allowed to rely on things that happened first of all that are are separate and apart from from the actual current misconduct, and 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 I think more importantly, it's things that happened many you know many years ago. Um, because I mean, if someone's employed someone for thirty or forty years, there may be some incidents that come up, uh, especially if it has to do with performance. Um, and you're not going to be able to say you know back in 2010 you did this, back in 1998 you did this, <laughs> and and that, and more recently you did this. So with these three things, um, you have uh, we have cause for termination. The progressive discipline. And the you know let's say uh, several several incidents of misconduct are more likely to establish cause, but they, they need to happen within you know a reasonable time frame, and that's going to be measured by you know based on the type of misconduct it is and the person's overall service. You know, I'm sure there's been countless times in the in the world of employment where someone has worked somewhere for a few months, maybe a few weeks even. They've got let go for whatever reason or another, and they go, God, I haven't been here very long. I obviously don't get severance. So what if someone has only worked for a few months? Does that mean they get a week or two-week severance, which is, again, something they might think, right? Yeah, that's a uh, very common misconception um, that, uh, you know, I, I don't have much service, so uh, I don't get much severance, or, you know, I have a year of service, so I only get one week of severance. Um, and and that's absolutely not true. And like I said earlier, uh, it's it, you know, if you look at the cases, it's actually, more, you know, the, the people with shorter service actually get more severance per year um, than people with longer service. So it's disproportionately higher for them. I got you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell or one triple eight two two five. talk That is toll free. We'll get uh, Peter in here before the break. Hey, Peter, good evening. Hi, how are you? Good, sir. What's uh, What's going on with you tonight? I have a question in regards to company vehicle and company cell phones. Cool. Um, I'm a sales rep, and I have a company vehicle and company cell phone. Is the employer allowed to track my phone and my truck? It's a good question. They are permitted to, although if they bring in the change during, you know, if they had never done that and they bring in the change during your employment relationship, you could argue that's a change to your terms of employment. Um, okay. And, you know, that could be something that they're not permitted to do that could, you know, amount to constructive dismissal theoretically. Um, I wouldn't say it's definitely one, but um, it's possible. What's, I mean, but yeah, I mean, employers are allowed to do that. What's your concern with it? Well, it just, there was, there was never any talk of it before. And I've done this job for a long time and I've never had anybody do that before. 
Mm. And, you know, they'll, they'll question me. They'll say, you know, why were you there? Why were you here? And they'll show a picture of my phone being tracked. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, GPS or something. Yeah. It, it is. It is permitted. I mean, um, I, I think a lot of employers probably don't do it just because people it does make people feel uncomfortable and, yeah, and people sure. don't like it. It turns people off. Um, but uh, it, it's technically permitted. So um, there's really nothing you could do um, about it. Okay. Wrong answer, but thanks. Yeah, so yeah, right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, Peter, you want to reach out to any further about uh, anything else with the job? If it arises, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred would be the way. Let's take a uh, let's take a short break while we get some more calls lined up here. Johnny, I see you there. You hang on the line. We'll get to you and you as well. Plenty of time. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell or one triple eight two two five talk. That is toll free. The Wednesday night edition, the employment hour, right here, Global News Radio. Still plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions, have your say, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one triple eight two two five talk That would be toll-free. Get to uh, to Johnny. Hey, Johnny, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on, fella. How are you? Yeah, thank you. Uh, very well, thanks. Okay, go ahead. Um, basically, what I was telling the gentleman that answered the phone mm-hmm. is that on the 19th of June at 11.55, my shift finished at 12. The employer came to me and said to me that he's laying me off and he's going to give me my paper. So I waited for a couple of days. I went back to the office and I found they didn't even have a clue what the employer was talking about because he never informed no one in the office that he was laying me off. Hmm. What I hear is this company have a, they, they, they have this ability where they're hoping that you're going to quit the job while the layoff, so you wouldn't get any severance. Johnny, so are you on a temporary layoff? Is that what they told you? No, he didn't tell me. He just told me he laid me off. Okay, so did, did he give you a record of employment? No, he didn't give me anything. Not even a termination letter? No. Okay. Um, I, I find, you know, I, I've actually seen this happen. Uh, it seems like you know, quite a bit, especially recently. Um, and the big issue is going to be whether, you know, they're, someone there is going to, cl- you know, if we go after them for severance pay, someone's going to claim that you weren't actually fired, that you quit or something like that, um, which I, I always want to protect against. So usually what I tell people in these types of situations is to contact the company and ask for a record of employment or termination letter. That's what I did in, uh, two days after he told me that. Yeah, so we're going to have to get that for you. But how long have you been there, Johnny? Uh, nine months. You've worked there for nine months, and how old are you? Uh, 63. And what type of job is that? Um, a machine shop. Yeah, okay. So, in that, I mean, you should check out the severance pay calculator to see what, uh, what type of severance you could be owed, but it's probably somewhere around the three-month range. Um, now, do you have a new job yet? No. No, okay. Um, so what I'd recommend you do is uh, give us a call or visit the severance pay calculator or both, and um, you know we can a assess your severance entitlements and b help you just to stop you know make sure that you actually were let go um, and, and it doesn't allow the employer to say for some reason that you quit or something like that to avoid severance. Yeah, that's exactly what he because he has done that to several people before. Yeah, it's always a danger, um, and uh, you know, the other option they could say is that you were that you were just laid off, that you weren't actually terminated. They were going to call you back to work, um, and that's another thing we want to we want to protect against. So I usually in, uh, advise people in those types of circumstances when there's nothing in, in writing or in paper is to request a record of employment um, because that's going to uh, you know that's an official you know document that the employer has to submit to the government, and that will uh, lock in their position. What is funny about this company 
is that they they have students that are working 40 hours a week. They have agency people, and I've been there before some of these people. Yeah, so you're not in a union, are you, Johnny? No, there's no union. Yeah, so the employer's allowed to let go whoever they want. I mean, they, they can choose to fire people who've been there for 20 or 30 years. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's no seniority as the, like there is in a union. But um, So they're allowed to do it. It's just uh, they, they need to pay you severance pay. Okay. So reach out, Johnny. I'm going to give you the number here to uh, to call tomorrow and get a hold of Dave and the rest of the crew at the firm. This is that number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, Johnny, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, and quite simply, help at employmenthour dot com to reach out uh, through email. Julie, thank you for hanging on. Good evening. Hi, how are you doing? Excellent. What's uh, what's your concern? Okay, so um, I'm actually asking questions for myself and a co-worker. Great. If you've worked somewhere for, um, off and on for between 10 and 16 years, um, and then you get laid off if the company closes, if you've worked off and on, like it's gone like uh, from full-time to part-time to full-time to part-time, how do you uh, work out severance? So... You were always employed by them. It's just your hours of work switched between full and part time. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Like so, there was uh, never breaks in employment, was there? No, no, no okay. breaks in employment. So it really wouldn't impact your severance pay at all. I mean, you'd be a ten to sixteen year employee, um, whatever the you know, whenever your Mine start date was. Sixteen years is ten. Got it. Yeah. So let's use yours. Um, you're a sixteen year employee, and um, the only way that part time and uh, or full time. Um, employment really comes into it is just it's based on the it impacts the severance right so a part-time employee is you know generally going to get less severance pay in terms of the dollar value than a full-time employee but you'd still get um let's call it you know let's say for you you'd get somewhere around 14 to 16 months okay and that's just going to depend on the amount of money you made and now if your hours fluctuated sometimes that that gives up and that brings up another issue right because that's what it was is more hours fluctuating um right tenure employee because uh university and then off and then working full-time kind of thing right um so usually what we do is the first step would be to determine the actual severance package you're owed. Um, and depending on your age and position, it would probably be right around that um, you know, 14 to 16 month mark. And then we look, have to determine, well, what is you know, 14 to 16 months worth of severance pay? And okay. you know, if you have a salary, that's easy, right? You just look at what the salary is. But okay. um, when your hours fluctuate and you're paid hourly, we usually look at the last three years of employment um, to okay. get an average. Um, but, I mean, if there's real, if there's, you know, big jumps and, and dips, sometimes you actually have to look at a bigger uh, bigger range. Um, okay. But that's something, uh, you know, we, have you been let go? No, no, not yet. Okay. Uh, it, 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 we're still in business. But, um, yeah, I was just wondering, because I tried using the severance calculator, and, I mean, it gave me almost pretty much what you told me. So, thank you. Great tool. Good to hear. Thanks, Julie. Appreciate that. It is, uh, it's actually quite accurate. That's why we uh, we plug it on the show here again. Severance pay calculators, what Julie is talking about. And honestly, over 750,000 people have used that uh, that app. You can have it on your phone, your tablet, your desktop, or whatever you want to try. It's severancepaycalculator.com, and it will give you a, an accurate number indeed, a good a good baseline more to jump me, from. And John. More than me, yeah. John. It's more accurate than I can give. I just try. Yeah. I, I estimate based on just looking at those factors. But yeah, go to the severance pay calculator. I, I'm, uh, I'm always happy when I get uh, within that range, but go to the severance pay calculator to check it out.
It's because you're a pretty sharp guy. You've been doing it a while, right? I like to um, think so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell one triple eight two two five. talk That is toll-free. Lots of time for you to get your calls in on here with Dave and get some questions and answers happening. John, up in, in Peterborough, good evening. How are you? Good evening. How are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you today? Good. Well, I'm an employer, um, so I want to do the right thing, and and I'll be fair, obviously. And um, I just uh, well, it starts off in May of 2017. I hired someone, um, promised me the world. Uh, May two, 2018, uh, I did my review, and it been it wasn't a very good review. And shortly after that, uh, the person's father passed uh, about a week or two weeks later. And which is sad, and we were very compassionate here. And then uh, a week or two later, her mother had cancer, and oh. she's been off. She's been off almost. She's been off a year now. Right. Uh, now her mother passed about three, about a month ago, and she's uh, she's got another two month program with EI. I didn't realize all these programs with EI, to be honest with you. But she's been uh, doing compassionate care. Right. Um, so we're not sure if she's coming back, and if she is, I want to make sure that she's happy and. Uh, and also, uh, don't want her in the office teary-eyed, and because she said she was a mess a couple weeks ago. Right. right? So, is she on, has she given you a, a doctor's note just explaining what that she can't work for the time being? No, I never did get a doctor's note. No, and no. you don't have to. Um, I mean, you you have every right to request one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, I mean, before and has she indicated that she's she wants to come back? I believe so. Yeah, she did say she was planning on it. But she has to have a huge recovery. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I don't see it right now. And it says, I think she says her EI is the uh, end of uh, July 31st or the end of the month, end of July. Okay. But what if she, what if she comes back and she's teary-eyed and, like, I've been off a month. I've been a whole year working with part-time people who fill their position, and it's been tough on the rest of my staff. I can't, I can't possibly wait any longer yeah, uh, from t- a business standpoint, right? Yeah, it's tough. So if she hasn't given you a um, a medical note, uh, you could definitely contact her and, and just say, you know, um, you know, you've been off off of work for this amount of time. Um, you know, we'd we'd like you to you know come back as of you know give her you know two weeks or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, if you're unable to come back, uh, so you know, please uh, send us a doctor's note just uh, just explaining that. Okay. And that's really all you can do. And what you really need to be careful about is terminating her employment right now, because um, you know, even though you know, I know you're trying to do the right thing, uh, the worst thing you can do is terminate someone around these, you know, this type of timing and, and in these circumstances, because they could have a human rights complaint against you. Yeah, and, and that's not, that's that. the last thing you want to deal with. Yeah, for sure. And, and so it's I, obvious I, you're not trying to do that. So I'm not yeah. trying to say that. It's just it's just no. the, the timing and the circumstances are always going to you know raise red flags yeah. for her in the human rights tribunal. So, so she brings me a doctor's note August first. I still have to keep her job. You do, yeah. Well, you you can't do, terminate right? someone's employment. Um, okay. While they're on a medical leave of absence. Even after. Okay. Yeah, okay, I mean I you know what, there's you know people have uh, are off for. Years, and I'm talking like you know five, six, seven years sometimes, and they're wow. off on a medical leave. And if it's medically supported, that's okay. Now, there's right. a concept called frustration of contract, where mm-hmm. if a doctor says that um, you know it's going to be you know, basically 
the person's totally disabled and there's no chance of coming back to, to that position or any position within that, you know, within your company, um, then you could let them go and you just have to pay them the, the minimum termination entitlement under the Employment Standards Act. But um, I, I doubt, given the circumstances, that that's applicable here. I, I don't think her employment would, would be frustrated, given what you've said. Yeah, no. So if she comes back and she's not, uh, well, she's teary-eyed and crying or whatever the case is, I got. I'm just gonna have to send her home, right? Basically. I, I, I mean, it, office, right? it's. I, I'd be careful, um, you know, fire, you know, sending someone home from work just because they're they're teary-eyed. No, um, I know. If but, if it's impacting their ability to do their job, um, then then yeah, they, and I think you know, it's you're not sending them home out of disciplinary reasons. You're saying, you know, suggesting a, a further medical leave, and hopefully she can seek more treatment. I mean, if if her um, situation is preventing her from doing her job, then uh, that's something to do. But the last thing you want to do is send her home in the sense of, you know, go home, um, you're in, in trouble. Uh, it's more, you know, if, if you need to speak to a doctor, you should because uh, it doesn't, right. you know, um, okay. you're, you're obviously having difficulty um, from, you know, psychological perspective. Oh, yeah. Like we're, yeah, no question. Yeah. But you sure. should not no. terminate her employment. Do not do any of that stuff. Okay. Right now. And, in fact, I would recommend before um, doing anything like that, giving us a call and, and we can help uh, walk you through the uh, the process. I appreciate that for sure. Now, it's uh, that 855-821-5500? That's it. 1-855-821-5900. Uh, John, again, 1-855-821-5900. You know, and there's, there's a, a, a card-carrying example of an employer who wants to do the right thing, but it just gets tough sometimes, right? Because he's not at the point of frustration of contract, but at the same time, the guy's got to run his business. It's a tough spot to be in, right? Yeah, definitely, it's tough, and you know, it's it's much easier for bigger companies to to handle that type right. of situation, right? But yeah, yeah. if you have a small uh, small operation, uh, it can be tough, and you know, you're dealing part time and temporary staff, and uh, it is tough, but uh, it is an obligation under the human rights code um, that, uh, that that you do have uh, as an employer, uh, big or small. So, John, do uh, do reach out if you need more uh, questions answered by Dave. The rest of the team at the firm help at employmenthour.com is also a, a way to do that. Moving on to uh, to Paul. Hey, Paul, good evening. Thanks for hanging on. Yeah, hi. How are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's up with you tonight? Um, well, I'm, I've been working for about 12 years with this company. I'm now in line for a promotion. They've, they've offered me a, a different uh, position and a promotion but they want me to sign a new employment contract, mm-hmm. and this yep. contract has a clause for severance, yeah. uh, saying that I agreed to accept the minimum requirements as yeah. per the Employment yeah. Standards Act of Ontario. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. So uh, that's a tough one. It's one we see yeah. you know quite often, and uh, you know uh, these termination clauses are much more common these days, and uh, so and you know. A lot of the time I see these promotions and one of the things that they tack on is, is a termination clause. If you sign that contract and accept the promotion, which I, I'm sure you're, you're very interested in doing, um, you just have to know that it, you know, that is enforceable, that does bind you. So, um, you know, with 12 years of service, how old are you? Oh. Uh, 51. 51. Oh, yeah. What type of job do you have? It's uh, middle management. Yeah, okay. Company. So, I mean... Your common law entitlements right now would probably be minimum t- 12 months, and it could be, you know, 15. Um, if you give, you know, if, once you sign that, um, you know, and you're bound by the ESA, um, that you'd be, let's say they let you go the next day, you'd get t- yeah. 20 weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's uh, where I did the employment, uh, the severance pay calculator. It said right. 15 to 20 months is what it's coming up as. 
and and that's where yeah I'm I'm not sure that the promotion is worth it for yeah. for the it's a concern it's a smart concern yeah, yeah. It, it is for sure and um you know the one way to obviously deal with it would be to, to you know cross you know tell them ask them to remove it um right. and see what they do I yeah so I did ask them that because I I listen to your show all the time yeah. great information thanks I can tell um, <laughs> and uh, and so I asked them to remove it. They've come back saying, no, it's our standard clause. It's in all of, all agreements, so you can either take it or leave it sort of thing. So. Yeah, so that's that's really tough. I mean, the, the counterpoint to that would be, uh, you know, it wasn't in my previous agreement, um, uh, assuming it wasn't, and so why would I agree to it now? Um, but, again, you can't force them to remove it, just like they can't force you to sign it and accept the promotion. Right. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm sort of at right now. And I mean, if I if I decline it, that's not something where they can come back and terminate me based on that. Uh, they can, but they got to pay you. Yeah. So they, they could. I mean, they can terminate you. You know, for they could right. terminate you um, yeah. in you know for no reason at all, and they just they would have to pay yeah. you a severance package. It would probably be in that twelve to fifteen months uh, range. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, thanks. Thanks for your help. That's pretty much what I, I thought, just based on the information I've gotten from you over the years. I, I appreciate yeah. it. And yeah, it's it's good you're asking now, as opposed to signing it and then in two years or something like that. You know what I mean? Or two weeks. Two, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what, Paul? Uh, keep uh, let us just um, call us back when you decide what to do, and let us know how everything flushed out because it'd be interesting to hear. That's a, again a, another another smart call because you really got away it, man. There there is a potential. You would assume he might be working there another twelve years, but there is the real life potential of you know a month from now they let him go. We didn't like the promotion we gave you. It's not working out on our end. Here's your hat. What's your hurry? And yeah. the guy gets three weeks severance, and he could have had twenty months. Like it's I personally. I'm bailing on it, but you know he might love the place. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Right, it's a tough call. Yeah, it's a really tough call. It it really is. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell and one triple eight two two five talk. That is toll free. Uh, Steve, thank you for hanging on. How are you tonight? Not bad. How are you? We are good, brother. What's uh, what's going on in your world? Oh, uh, it's a little dicey. Um, I've been with the company for thirty five years. I'm fifty three years old. Um, we downsized in January mm-hmm. and downsizing again in July, and they announced a plant closure in December, the end of December, and I've been asked to stay on. I've been on the severance pay calculator, but it tops out at 25, 25 or more years. I'm just yeah. kind of wondering. I haven't received a package yet. I'm supposed to be receiving a package in early July, and I'm just kind of wondering where I stand, like, so uh, Davey you, sounds like a 24-month guy. Yeah, and uh, what type yeah. of position do you have? Um, I'm a foreman right now. Yeah, okay. 53, 35 years of service. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah it'd be pretty rare that you'd get less than 24 months, but I, usually you wouldn't get over either, so it's probably the right number, 24 months. Okay. Now, one of the issues that's, uh, that seems to be um, in play here is, have they given you working notice of termination? So have they given you a definite termination date? Um. The plant will close, yeah, at the end of December. And because have they told you that because the plant's closing, your employment's ending? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So what they're going to, and they're, they're probably right here, is what, they're, they're going to say they gave you working notice of termination. So as part of that 24-month severance package, they've given you some, they've they've get credit for some of that working notice. I'm kind of leery of that. The company's never done that before, and I have inquired about it. 
yeah. said they've never done it before, and they're probably said that they're not going to do it now. Well, that would be a good thing if they didn't, but it's just yeah. it's possible that they could say that. Um, yeah. And, look, that doesn't mean they're not going to pay you severance pay on top of that. Yeah. Um, but they could get credit for some of that, you know, for that working notice. So how much working notice have you been given specifically? Well, um, let's see, it was eight weeks prior to the July uh, downsides. So it was May. And then yeah. July to December? Yeah. So what is that, like eight months? Uh, seven, eight months, yeah. yeah. So it's it's possible that they would say, you know, we're going to give you a 24-month severance package, but we've already given you eight months, so it's actually only 16. But does it does it have to be – was that was that a verbal uh, – was that verbal notice or was it written? Um, it, it was written. But I, that they haven't put that. Like I said, I haven't received the package yet, so I don't know if that's in there or not. Right. Yeah. So um, it, you know, look, it, it is possible they they try to you know get credit for that, um, but maybe they won't, and uh, that, that'd be great. But uh, once you find out what the package looks like, uh, once they give it to you, uh, give us a call. We can go through it with you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate that. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of uh, Dave before you sign off and anything. Let him have a look at it. A good read through. Help at employmenthour.com is the email address. We still got uh, yeah, we still got a few minutes here. We'll get to uh, to Jack's call anyway. Hi, Jack. How are you? Uh, not too bad. How about you? We are good. What's uh, what's going on with you? Good. Uh, just a quick question. It's actually regarding my wife. So sure. she's uh, she's a dental hygienist. And works for a, a practice mm-hmm. uh, that's actually going to be sold uh, next year. Yep. And the current uh, dentist is, is actually asking them to sign a waiver, basically stating that the uh, whoever takes over the ownership of the uh, the dental practice um, kind of has the ability to uh, lay them off, kind of without notice, without severance, anything nice like try. that. I'm just, yeah, I'm just curious. Um, if that's even legal to force them to sign that, or he, could, I mean, the dentist can ask them to, and um, you know, if uh, it's possible that uh, if they do sign, it's enforceable. But um, I would just strongly recommend uh, not signing it. Um, the reason yeah. they do that is because they get more money um, when they, you know, sell the practice or transfer the practice, right? Um, yeah. Because they've all of a sudden taken away the liability to the employees in terms of severance. Which, I mean, how long has your wife been there? Uh, so she's been there for 10 years, but yeah. uh, some of them have been there like 20, 30 years. Right. So no. some of them, you're talking, you know, your wife's right around a year, and some of the other ones could be two years of of, li- you know, of severance there, which is a liability to um, the current dentist. And if, if the new dentist takes them on, that's to his liability. So all of a sudden you're buying a dental practice, and then, you know, if you want to fire anyone, you have to give them you know, t- two years severance pay. So I can see why they do it, but no, they cannot force you to do, her to do that. Okay. And if they were, because I think they were kind of given an ultimatum as well, if, if it's not signed, um, that, that they will be laid off. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, fine. They can, <laughs> they can do that. They can give that ultimatum. And if they don't sign it, they let them go. They're, she's, she's entitled to a severance package. Her full oh, okay. severance, right? Yeah. Her right. full entitlements, yeah. And she basically can't lose here, other than the fact she won't have a job, right, Dave? I mean, she'll get her full entitlements if they pull that trick, and nor nor does she want to sign that piece of paper either, right? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jack. Really, I really appreciate that. It's, again, there's another case of let's let's follow up with Jack later on when he calls. You know, and man, I have a three three rod of sister-in-laws that all work for medical practices, be it doctors, oncologists, or, or, or dentists. We love our doctors. 
you know, but they're not savvy business people. And this happens all the time. They it, let people go. 30-year employees going, here's two weeks. Nah, doc. Yeah, it, <laughs> it seems to happen a lot with dentists and doctors, I, I find. Yeah, too. yeah, they're really, they're really, they're really cool, but they, uh, they sometimes don't have their, uh, their ducks in a row when it comes to, uh, comes to that stuff. We got about a minute and a half here for Simon. If you want to get it in quickly, Simon, what's, uh, what's going on with you? I've been working 20 years, uh, so much work. I want to quit the full time and uh, hopefully get a part-time agreement. But if if no agreement, uh, which was recommended by you, uh, will the future termination consider past service a full time? So are you saying if they if you agree to go part time? Yeah. Um, then it would just be. I mean, it wouldn't impact the amount of months you get in terms of severance, but your severance would be based on would be based on your new compensation. But what I'm saying is I'm quitting the full time. Okay, so you're actually quitting the job. Yes. Then but you I, then I, you wouldn't get any severance from the job you're quitting. Yeah, they, they, but they, I figure they may need me to work uh, part-time for some time. If no agreement is signed, will it automatically be zero? Like uh, the, the new termination, uh, the, the severance will reflect the part-time only? Or will it automatically include, which I don't think so? It depends on the documents you sign. If you quit your job and then they bring you back as part-time, um, as a part-time worker, um, it could go either way. And it'll depend on what docu- what you sign. If I want uh, the, the longer, then I have to sign, uh, force them to sign an agreement. So contrary to usually no agreement is a better agreement, like Leo said, right? Well, yeah. yeah, but if you're quitting a job and then going back, I, I think you'd want it actually in there saying that they're recognizing your previous service. But um, I also don't know why, I mean, I think quitting with 20 years of service, I mean, you're giving up a big severance entitlement there, especially if you're going to go back to the job. So uh, it doesn't seem to make sense. Uh, can you, I would just recommend uh, giving us a call to talk about this a bit more. We're, uh, we're done for the night, Simon. Appreciate that. And, yeah, do reach out. Here is the number once again before we go, one 821 5900 You want to go to uh, help at employmenthour.com. And as we always mention, go to severancepaycalculator.com to find out how much you owe. Like we've heard three or four times tonight from callers doing the right thing. We are back here on the weekend shows and, of course, Employment Hour at 30 on Global TV and CTV. Stick around on point with Peter Sherman returns here. No need to go anywhere right here on Global News Radio.